Hey, thanks so much for hopping on Connected today. I really appreciate it. Today, I'm talking with Elliot Silk, who's a service director at Suntrip Automotive Group in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, just a heads up, he's been working with my director, Nick Rocky, on, on our Connected podcast for the last couple of weeks, setting up a time that would work. And uh, Elliot was buried today at a couple of people call off. So uh, you'll hear him refer to me as Nick a couple of times, but don't worry about that. Uh, anyhow, it's a great conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Hi, I'm Greg Yulin with Reynolds & Reynolds, and this is Connected. Today, I'm excited. I get to talk with Elliot Silk, who's the uh, service director at Suntrip Automotive Group in St. Louis. Uh, he's responsible for six stores in that group. Um, and, and Elliot's actually developed um, an anti-theft device. Uh, and I'm interested in talking about this because he saw a problem in the market, didn't, didn't have a solution, and went out and created the solution. So, uh, Elliot, thanks so much for, uh, for hopping on and talking today. Hey, Nick. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Elliot, let's start real quick. Um, give just a little bit maybe of your background, kind of, you know, how you got into automotive. I'm always curious. Uh, you know, it seems like all of us have a little bit different path, but once we're in, uh, there's there's no getting out. So uh, what, what what's your kind of path getting into automotive? Yeah, I've been doing this, Nick. This is my 47th year in automotive. I started out just cleaning the shop when I was a kid. And uh, one day I was promoted to a tire buster. Then I was promoted to oil change lube tech. Um, one day the manager didn't show up, so I substituted in, filling in in the service department. And here I am 47 years later still in the service departments. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, and you were telling me before we started recording here, you're subbing in today, too. You had a couple of people call off, so you're going to be uh, you're going to be busy. <laughs> yeah, my my uh, my Volkswagen manager called in sick and my Hyundai manager called in sick today. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Well, I do appreciate you taking time, even though you got uh, got some people out. Um, so let's talk a little bit. Let's let's dive right in, uh, Elliot. I want to talk about this device that you've created. Um, let's start first with with the problem you saw in the market. So Kia vehicles, Hyundai vehicles specifically. Um, it seemed like certainly in St. Louis, but probably throughout the country as well, um, an increase in thefts. There there was some some social media craze and some YouTube videos on how to break into these cars, and it was causing this this big increase. So I don't know. I want you to tell a story from your perspective. What what problem did you see that you were like, we got to figure out how to how to fill this void? So, yeah, it's real, real simple. We were getting gosh, 30, 40 cars a week at my Kia dealership and at my Hyundai dealership being towed in with the steering columns busted out and the windows busted out. And all these these customers, I felt so bad for them because they're saying, hey, what are you going to do? Well, well, at that point, there was nothing we can do. We're starting. Yeah, we're talking back last year, early last year, this all happened. Um, so, you know, it, it was just it was out of control. I, I'm seeing still at this point, I have 57 Hyundai's on my lot and probably 45 or 50 Kia's on my other lot that have been broken into and stolen. And what's worse, Nick not only are they stolen, but then they steal them off my lot waiting to be repaired, to be repaired. People are stealing them again before I even get to them. Jeez. They're, yes. they're just simple to steal because when you pull that steering column out, there's actually a, a little Bluetooth, uh, not a Bluetooth, a, uh, a USB port. And all you have to do yeah. is put your cord on there and start it like an ignition switch. No kidding. It's that yeah, simple. That's that is wild. That is wild. So you're seeing this and you see, you know, there's, there's two things. One, um, you got to have some sort of solution for, for customers and, and for the dealership too, right? I mean, you got, you got cars that you're responsible for sitting there on your lot and you're saying people are coming in and stealing those too. So, um, you know, you, you have this obvious void. Uh, so, so tell me about, uh, and tell everybody about the, the, the solution, right? How'd you, how'd you get there, um, with what you created, uh, and then how have you, have you kind of rolled it out? 
Well, it's, it's interesting. So I'm lucky that I have some technicians that have been with me um, close to 40 years. They followed me okay. from when I was, I owned my own, I owned five tire centers. They were Goodyear tire centers. And I have some guys that were with me back 40 years ago and they followed me from there to the dealership world when I sold out. And so I know these guys really well. And I, we're sitting around talking about this and, you know, guess customers were just livid and they were, you know, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And I, I, you know, we had no solution at that point. So we were all sitting around one day, a couple of my master techs. And I said, you guys remember back in the seventies, of course, Nick, you probably weren't born, but I was already in this field in the seventies. We used to install these kill switches. I said, can't we come up with something like that? So we started searching the internet and I, we put our brains together and we, we actually developed a modern Bluetooth kill switch in the easiest terms. It's a kill switch. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. So, um, has this been adopted pretty well by your customers? I mean, have people really been drawn to it as a solution to the problem? So what, when we first released this, um, a couple of news channels in St. Louis picked me up and yeah. our phones were ringing off the hook. We were, we, we couldn't keep up with the demand because of course everybody was scared about the car being stolen. And you know, when you park it in the parking lot, you're worried if it's going to be there when you come back, it's, that's a scary thought. So we were just inundated with uh, people. And of course we tested this thing for six months before we released it to the general public and it worked great. But here's the deal, Nick, that I think you'll find interesting. It's a Bluetooth device, right? So if you just install it normal, it would be an on and off switch, you know, it, right. you, and if the customer forgets to turn it on, what's going to happen? They're going to steal the car. So we devised it so that no matter what, it's always on. So if the customer gets out of the car and walks away, it's on. If they forget, it's on. So they literally have to override the on to get it to start. So you have to hit the on button, turn the key at the same time, and it'll start. Once you pull the key out, it's already engaged again. So we we developed it, but we also wanted to make it foolproof so nobody could forget to do it. So that took a little bit of time, but uh, we we managed to get it. And uh, like I said, the people love it. The customers, I've had zero complaints. I've had lots of kudos and a lot of people thanking me because, quite honestly, they were scared. And, they're, of course, a lot of Kias and Hyundais are owned by kids. And they sure. were worried about their kids' car being stolen. So um, it, it worked out. It's worked out really well. And, like I said, we've put on hundreds of them. That's great. That's great. You know, one of my favorite things about this industry, I like the term, I use the term sometimes entrepreneurship. So, you know, as the entrepreneur, uh, you you own the business, you have all the risk, you, uh, um, you know, there, there's a lot of pieces involved with that. You said you own tire centers, you know, you work at a, in a, in a dealership. So you're very familiar with entrepreneurship. But I, I love this idea of entrepreneurship as well, where there's so many uh, entrepreneurial spirited people in the industry like yourself that see a problem and go solve it, right? And, and you're clearly enabled by uh, the group that you work at to go go do these things, right? To go figure these things out and and to be able to do it and to solve those problems at the, at the street level, right? You and your tech sitting around a table, like I, I love that. That's one of my favorite things. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. That's uh, that's exactly how it went down, too. We saw a problem, and it was not just a little problem. It was a big problem. So uh, we took it upon ourselves to come up with a solution. And and really, it, it's amazing because old technology, it's old technology that works again on, in 2022, 2023. And this is yeah. technology from the 60s and 70s, and it still works. 
Yep. So, so tell me a little too about the relationship with you and uh, kind of dealership ownership um, and how this has worked out or, or kind of what that relationship looks like. I, I can just imagine there's folks out there who are saying, all right, I'm a service director. Um, I want to develop this product. So the dealership, you know, maybe I sell it to the consumer. Maybe I sell it to the dealership who sells it to the consumer. Uh, we're going to install it. So we'll get labor on it. Like, what does that uh, relationship look like? Or what did, what did that interaction look like when you kind of came up with this idea, right? How do we stock it in? Or is it just you sell it direct to consumer and then the dealership charges the the install service fee? Um, how did that evolve? Well, you know, I took it to the owner. The owner and I have a great relationship. I, I have been with them a long time. We have a great working relationship. I'm on the board of directors, so I happen to be, you know, kind of one of the top guys in the company anyway. Um, right. And when I went to Mr. Suntrip, Butch Suntrip and, and Craig Suntrip, I said, hey, look at what we got here. And they they were just, they were really supportive. They said, let's see how it works. I took them out. We showed them. You know, and I, of course, I didn't show the owners until it was the, the 12th hour. I didn't show them at hour one, two, and three. I waited until this right. thing was perfected. Um, and they loved it. They supported me. They loved it. They loved the fact that not only is it is it good for our company, but it's good for customers. You know, it's not like, you know, Nick, it's not like we're making millions of dollars on it. Just so you know, we're selling it for $199 installed. It takes 30 to 45 minutes to do it. So it's not like it's a huge profit margin, but what it is, it's building great rapport with our customers. And to me, we've gotten so many new customers that came to us from other dealers or actually from the aftermarket world. They were never at a dealership before, but now that we fixed their problem, they, they they show some loyalty. And I think that to me is is just as important as any of it. Yeah, couldn't agree more. That's great. That's great. And uh, it's great that you do have that good relationship. But your point is, I think, a really good one of, you know, figure it out, right? Have the solution before you go to talk to somebody about delivering it to customers, right? You got to you got to go through, you have to iterate, you have to try it. Um, but you have to have that solution first. Absolutely. We knew there was a problem. And the, it not only is it a problem, but it's compounded because, you know, we're short on windows, we're short on glass, we're short on steering columns. So it's not just the problem of the cars being stolen. These cars are sitting here for weeks and weeks and weeks because the because the, the, Hyundai and Kia cannot produce enough parts to fix these cars. So it's a compounded problem. So to to come up with a solution, um, like you said, we were worked on it first. We came up with the solution, and it was a great solution. It, it's so funny because it's such a simple solution that, and I, I probably shouldn't even mention this, but Hyundai actually called me. The corporate Hyundai called me and said, hey, could you send us one of your devices so we can see what you've done? <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute. I'm some little guy in St. Louis, Missouri, and Hyundai corporate with all these thousands of engineers couldn't come up with a, so e an easy, even easy solution. And I did. So it, I feel good about it. My guys feel good about it. And it's just interesting how the, the you know, when you've been in, like you said, Nick, I've been in for a long time, you kind of see everything and you just right. work on your, your history. No, that's great. That's great. I love it. So you mentioned um, a little earlier how you got some news coverage locally, and I'm curious how you accomplish that because those types of, of things don't just happen, right? Either somebody reaches out to the news station to let them know something's happening. So I'm, I'm curious for for you in this situation, you know, was it you reaching out, highlighting the, the problem and, and your solution? Was it a customer that reached out? How how did the news station get get wind of it? I think there's a lot of opportunity there um, for a, a lot of deals 
dealers to, to leverage local media to do it in a way like you did, where it's, you know, it's basically earned media, right? You you didn't pay for it. You didn't, you know, it's, it's not like you, it's not advertising, right? But you get good coverage. And then you said, you know, after that runs, your, your phone's ringing off the hook. So um, curious how you executed that and how you made yeah. it happen. So, you know, it's pretty interesting. So because Hyundai and Kia has been such a problem in St. Louis, you know, we're one of the top five cities across the country that had this problem. Um, the news media was calling me all the time, asking me what's going on. What are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? So the news media was always contacting me anyway. So it was a real simple turnaround. I called them back and said, hey, listen, you've been asking me all these questions about what we're doing about it. We've got a solution. And really, Nick, I called them on, on uh, about nine o'clock on a Monday and they were in my store at three o'clock that afternoon because the story is such a big story. They wanted to get involved in it right away. So <laughs> what's fun is they came out. We did the interview. Uh, it was a great interview, by the way. The, the news person was great. She handled it perfectly. It ran that evening. So it, this started Monday morning. By Monday night, it ran at five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock and nine o'clock. And it ran the next morning. Well, I didn't know what was going to happen, but all of a sudden, <laughs> every news station picked it up. And then, you know, Automotive News, the newspaper magazine? Yeah, yeah, They course. picked it up, and they ran me as a feature article in the January deal. So when they ran it, then other media picked it up, and then ABC nationally picked it up, and they called me for an interview. So really, all I did was tell them, hey, we got a solution to all this issue you've been having, and it just blew up from there. I mean – Literally, it blew up. And when they found out I had a website, we had over 5,000 visits to our website the very first month that we launched this product. But, That's great. but again, I didn't pay for any of this. It was just word of mouth. And when automotive news hit, you know, they're in every automotive facility in the country. Holy yeah. moly. Other magazines called me and other dealers. Actually, I have some dealers that wanted to be the distributors. Hyundai dealers and Kia dealers across the country called me. They wanted to distribute it. So it, it just blew up on its own. I didn't, I could not have written the script any better. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. So, um, well, first, before we get off of that, you mentioned the website, visdevices.com, right? V-I-S devices.com. Devices.com. Okay. All right. So we got that, got that out there. We'll put it in the, uh, the show notes too, at the end, just so if anybody wants to go check it out, they can. Um, but getting back to sort of that, that media coverage, cause I think this is just an interesting area and it's, it's not easy to do. So you were able to leverage, um, an existing issue, right? You said that, that in St. Louis, it's been something that's been getting a lot of coverage. So, um, you, you essentially piggybacked off of that, right? You found the solution. So you reached out to him and he said, Hey, look, you've been talking about this for months or however long it's been. Um, I got a solution. Come check it out. And I think that's fantastic. Um, so what are some of those things? I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to, to give people a takeaway, you know, how to, cause the snowball effect, like you mentioned, and you've experienced just hearing you talk about it and the way you're smiling when you're talking about it, it's, it's pretty amazing, right? I mean, once, once it starts rolling, it just gets bigger and bigger. So, um, it, what are some ways to, to look at things maybe differently to identify some of those kind of public problems or, or at least get a slant on an issue that's been talked about in the media and, and tie it to, maybe a solution that you have. I don't know if you have any ideas on that or not. And if, if I'm just digging somewhere that there isn't anything to, to find, that's fine too. Just tell me, but. <laughs> you know what, Nick, it's funny. So I, I kind of have a creative side of me back when COVID first hit and, you know, they ran out of masks all of a sudden. So I went to all my paint companies and I got all these masks and I donated them to SLU university here in St. Louis. And I'll tell you that 
media came out that day when they heard that I did something proactive to help a problem. The, the same uh, TV stations were out and they did articles on me or interviews with me then too, because all I did was use paint masks to, for COVID and they thought that was a freaking great idea. So it went to SLU University, Washington University, and I donated, you know, lots of masks. So, you know, really the media, I know they like to bring out all these problems and show how bad sure. it is, but if you can come up with a relatively easy solution uh, that helps the customers, they they also want to do good stuff. So just the fact that there's a problem, I came up with a cure to help people. It was amazing how quick. I mean, if you call them at nine o'clock and you're running that night at five o'clock, that's a quick turnaround. So yeah. the fact that they know how much negative press we got for Kias and Hyundais, to, to give some positive press, it, it was a really easy deal. No, that's great. That's great. And, um, you know, it really goes back to that entrepreneurial mind, mindset, right? That that problem solving mindset of like you see a problem, you figure out how to solve it and then you go execute. And if, if you can um, get coverage on it, if you can make a business out of it, if you can help other people with it, whatever, whatever the outcome is, um, that's that's the rewarding part. But but being able to solve problems uh, really is it sounds like at the core of it. You know, I have to tell you, you said you talk about rewarding a customer grabs me probably four weeks ago. He was a Hyundai customer. He says, are you the gentleman that invented this device? I said, I am. He goes, I just I just want to take a minute to thank you personally. I said, well, you know, I appreciate that, but you don't have to thank me. He goes, no, no, you don't understand. My 18-year-old, I was so worried and I was so scared that they were going to come out to Bob, you know, to this theft. And he goes, you just, he goes, I can't tell you how much you've made my day. The fact that now I feel much safer for my son. And it was just that's what makes you feel good. You know, I mean, yeah, you can make some money on it. Like I said earlier, you know, the device is only $99 uh, and and install is only $199. So it's not like I'm sitting here going, I'm driving a new Rolls Royce because I invented this product. (laughs) But the fact that people thank me and I can't tell you how many phone calls and on my website, how many people have thanked me across the country because they, they were, they were trying to trade their car off. Nobody would trade it off because it was a theft problem. Insurance companies weren't covering them. But now the insurance company will cover it because my theft device is on it. People will trade them in because my theft device is on it. So to me, yeah, yeah, we did something good, and and it makes you feel really good. When you go to bed at night that you've done something – you know, I'm in this industry that I've been in for 47 years, and to put my name on there, to be written up in automotive news, to have my picture with a a feature story, that's kind of like the epitome of what I've done all these years. So yeah. it, it's really, a, it's a, it, to me, it's a feel good story, not a profitable story. It's a feel good story for me. No, I love it. I love it. Um, well, let's talk a little bit too, if you don't mind about the, the nuts and bolts logistics of some of this stuff. So, you know, for some people it's, it's a little overwhelming. You talked about shipping and, and having a website and being able to order online. I, I checked it out. I mean, it's, it looks like, you know, you basically kind of set up something through Shopify, uh, which is pretty easy to use. And, uh, you know, you, you basically got your inventory. But but how does it how does it work? So somebody comes up with, you know, some idea, right? And they need to sell it online. I think e-commerce is something that is terrifying to a lot of people. Let's call it a T-shirt. I don't know, right? They, they want to sell something online. Um, what did that process look like for you? Kind of where do you go? What did that step-by-step kind of what what did you what did you follow did you have somebody do it for you did you just handle it what what did it look like it's interesting i'm an old guy so i'm I'm an older man so (laughs) i'm not computer savvy i'm not you know i'm not good at all that stuff but shopify 
is an easy solution. Oh my God, they walk you through the process. You link it to PayPal, you link it to a credit card, you link it to a bank account. They do everything for you. You have to play around a little bit. And I had a, a partner help me with this. One of, one of the young guys in our, in our company who's a marketing guy, uh, he helped me with all this. You know, he understands all that. So he helped me set up the videos and put the videos in. We shot videos. We put them on on um, on all the all the website, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. He shot these videos and he just shot them with a cell phone. So it's not like we paid anybody to shoot these videos. He did it on a cell phone. We put them on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and it just exploded. Then we put the the, the videos on our website. And people click on them and see the news, the news media. They see the ones we made. My niece, she's 18 years old. She came in and shot one of these videos with me because, you know, she was she loved doing it. And these kids know how to do all this stuff. But I, I got to tell you, to to from start to finish was so simple. Shopify makes it easy. So I found the product. I found where it was manufactured. I had them actually, because we bought so many of them, they actually changed the way they produced the product to make it more useful for us. Because it wasn't really an automotive device, it was mm-hmm. a, it was a, it is like the you remember the clapper lights on lights off. Yeah. It was kind yeah. of that kind of deal, and they just rerouted it after we redesigned it, and they made it to fit. We bought it, we put it on our website, and and it, it was that simple, really. And I'm not good at it, so if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That's great. So how's how does shipping work too? Shipping and logistics. So did you buy a bunch and you have an inventory and then you ship them out FedEx or do you drop ship from the, the manufacturer that's building it? Uh, what what does that look like? For no, you? we have so many in stock because of course we were installing them. So the that's people true. that that uh, that wanted them uh, that didn't live around us, we just FedEx them to them. It just put them in a box with uh, so what my master tech did. So we went ahead and shot a video and we have two QR codes. We have a quick install for a technician. So if, if they want to take it to their local technicians, they can they can pick it up in five minutes. They do a quick video, and then I have a long video, a, a QR code for a long video, step-by-step, step, so the average person who has any mechanical ability can do it himself. And I, I'll tell you, I've had everything, Nick. I've had people call me, they took it to the local tech, installed it in 30, 45 minutes. I've had people say, well, you know, I did it myself, and I could do it in an hour. So, um so two different QR codes for different types of installation. It, it, it just, it was that simple. <laughs> yeah. I go back to the days when uh, we, we all wanted a different stereo in our car. Right. And, and you'd end up with those wiring harnesses that had uh, about 45 different colored wires on them. And some of them had stripes, some of them didn't, they were a different color of blues. And, and, um, but tell you what, that, that was a, um, a challenge and a test of your uh, your electrical ability, right? But it sounds like this is is uh, much less complex if you need to need to install it. Let me tell you how easy it is, okay? And and it, a wire goes into the starter, a wire goes into the battery, and you ground it. That's it. Then my device is hidden up top. It's it's used. You have to have the Bluetooth device with it. And sure. it, that's all it is. I mean, so anybody can do it. I mean, as long as you have a little mechanical ability, you can do it. It's it's that simple. I mean, that's how we, this idea wasn't in depth. It was just a simple solution. And the installation is just as simple as the idea. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Um, well, Elliot, what uh, what's next? What's the next what's the next idea? What's the next problem you're solving? Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me get through this right now. Oh, my God. You're funny. So, you know, Honey and Key have come up with a solution. I want to just like let you know that. Um, they've come up with a, a, a more complex solution than I have. 
And what they're doing is they're reprogramming the computers. However, to have their computer reprogrammed, you have to meet certain requirements and it has to be certain models. Uh, And at this point, um, it's not covering near all the the problems, okay? From 2011 to 21 to, to 2021, their solution is handling a few of them. So right this minute, and I'm being completely honest with you, my sales have dropped off a little bit because Hyundai and Kia announced that they have a a repair. Um, People are coming in and unfortunately they're being denied because it doesn't fit their VIN. And so many people are realizing it doesn't fit their VIN um, that I I just think that in the next 30, 40 days, my my product's going to go right back up because it's not VIN, not VIN solution. It's, it fits any car. Actually, you could put it on a Ford. You could put it on a Chevrolet. It works the same way for any car. So I think um, we'll they'll see that Kia and Hyundai and their solution works. It works really well. It just doesn't fit uh, fix enough of the cars yet. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. That's great. And I definitely hope that uh, you do see that uptick back uh, coming coming again. This is it's. I don't know. I, I love it. I love the uh, entrepreneurial story around it. I love the creativity around it. I love the problem solving. Um, you know, and just just making it happen. I think that's that's where a lot of us, um, a lot of people in general kind of falter, right? You get an idea and it's, oh, that'd be neat. And then you don't go execute, right? Or or maybe you even figure out how to do it. You find that product and but you don't buy the inventory or you don't put it online or you don't you don't reach out to get that story. Um, you know, and and I don't know, maybe you have a perspective on this, but to me it's it's like, why not try? Right? What's what's gonna happen? What what's gonna happen if if it doesn't work? And and in so many cases it's it's not that big of a deal. Well, to me, it's fun. I mean, if you're in right. your industry and you see a problem and you can be the guy that came up with a solution, it was fun. I'll tell you just a quick story. 20-something years ago, my, my father was in a car accident. He would not wear his seatbelt, would never, never, never wear a seatbelt. And unfortunately, he didn't make it. Um, and I, I was in my shop one day watching these little kids take the seatbelt, push it over their head, push it over the head. And I developed a toy called Buckle Up Buddy. So 20-something years ago, I came up with a little stuffed animal. I patented the toy. It made it to Target, made it to Walmart, made it to um, Kmart Kmart back then. And it actually was on the shelf. So I I had a product that I thought in my head. I saw a solution so little kids wouldn't take the seatbelt over their head. They were wearing them. And to walk in a grocery store or to a Walmart or Target and see your own product that you developed, that's a really – it's a cool feeling to know that you made an impact. And yeah, if you come up with any idea, there's a way to get it to market. You just have to, you know, you have to have some, uh, you have to go after it. And and that's what I did. So it's been fun. This is my second product, which is it to me. It's just, if you're in, if you're in a business and you like what you do, there's always something, things you can do to make them better. And that's what I've done. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, Elliot, I do want to say, you know, sorry for your loss. That's a that's a, a positive story out of a uh, you know a tragic event, but um, you know, sorry for your loss, and and that's very cool that you were able to to take that. Clearly, um, you know, it builds a passion inside of you to to fix a serious problem and uh, to do that for for kids and parents. I think that's awesome. So yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate it. that's just a, yeah. just another idea. And if you really like what you do and you're really involved in what you do, all you have to do is look around. There's plenty of things that people are way more creative than me that can come up with solutions that really make a difference to to the world, you know, to the to the automotive industry, at least. 
Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right. Well, Elliot, um, I really appreciate your time. I could talk to you, it seems like, for uh, for hours, if not days here. Um, love this conversation, but I want to be respectful of your time. I know you're filling in for a couple people today. We've seen uh, folks coming in and out. I'm sure they're they're waiting there patiently or not so patiently for a little consult with you. But um, anything before we hop off, anything we haven't talked about or touched on that, that you would like to? No, Nick, I think you did good. I appreciate that you taking the time to interview me. If anybody is interested in the device, you know, they can go to visdevices.com. It's still there. I'm still selling the products. I think right now I sold out last week, so I'm I'm waiting for my next shipment to come in, which will be later this week. But uh yeah, you know, again, I appreciate you taking the time to interview me. That was that was real nice. Nope, it was a blast. It was a blast. We'll have to do it again sometime. Uh, fun conversation. So thank you very much, Elliot Silk, uh, Service Director at Suntrip Automotive Group. Uh, best, uh, best of luck, and I can't wait to see what's next. Thanks, buddy. Have a great day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. What a great conversation with Elliot Silk, Service Director at Suntrip Automotive Group in St. Louis, Missouri. I love his creativity, his problem-solving, his entrepreneurship. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Before we hop off, don't forget, you can watch or listen to episodes of Connected on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify podcasts. And make sure to subscribe so you're notified every other week when new episodes are released. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in two weeks.